Hello, this is Opera Unbound, a podcast that breaks the barriers between opera singers and the audience. We will cover the process, challenges, stereotypes, and inspirations associated with opera. If you like the content that we're putting out and you'd love to see more, make sure you subscribe to our channel as well as share it with all your friends. to know you, getting to know everything about you. Oh, I didn't know you were listening, he said sarcastically. Of course I knew you were listening. Why am I singing this song, this old song? Well, I mean, as opera singers, we do sing old songs. That's kind of our deal. However, I'm starting a new series this year called Getting to Know You. And so I'm going to take the basic voice types and give you a little introduction uh, to, the, to the voice and to songs and arias that you may already know. Uh, if you're already in the biz, so to speak, or an opera aficionado, I even have some for you that you may not know. So we're going to start, of course, with my wheelhouse, and that is the baritones. And of course, Baritones are the middle male voice type between tenors and basses, of course. And uh, we mostly are the bad guy more often than not. I think it's George Bernard Shaw. The famous quote is, opera is basically a soprano and a tenor falling in love while being interrupted by a baritone. That's like the plot line of most operas, which is, uh, yeah, that's pretty true (laughs) most of the time. Uh, But besides being the bad guy, we are often the best friends of the main character, usually the tenor. And um, sometimes we get to be lovers, but often in the bad way. So I guess that goes back into the bad boy. I don't know. We'll talk more about that. And then, of course, we are weirdos, which is also true in real life. So maybe our voice type that we eventually end up as has more to do with who we are as a person than we may realize. Um, Now, I actually obviously did a lot of research for this. I even reached out to friends on Facebook, did some polls, because at first this was going to be the top baritone arias. But as I did more research and talked to people, I just realized like this kind of episode for me is kind of like picking one of your children, like your your favorite child, which of course we all know we have a favorite child, but we can't let the other ones know. That would be rude and cause problems. So um, I thought, okay, well, why don't I just give people an overview of some of the classics, ones that people will know, um, and other ones that I just think are really cool for various reasons. Uh, and then we'll just go from there. And then I will also do that with all the voice types this year. That way... For those of you who are new to opera, you will have a bunch of arias that you can go check out and you'll there a lot of these singers, it's different ones for each one. There are some that repeat. I really tried to get a different singer for each one, but I mean, 
sometimes there are just certain singers that I, I, I can't find somebody who sings it better than that or even remotely close to as good, in my opinion, as that. So I picked it. First of all, these are some of the top baritone arias that everybody should know. By the way, if you go on to the Opera Unbound YouTube channel, you will also find the full-length um, video of what I'm going to reference in here, you know, from the singer themselves. So, all right. So this first one, I think pretty much across the board, everybody said the most famous opera aria that even people who do not know opera at all know is going to be Largo al Factotum from Rossini's Barbara of Seville. Now, many of you are like, Largo al Factotum? Like, what? No, no, no. Trust me, you know this. It's the one that has the infamous operatic quote, Figaro, 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 Figaro. That's referenced so much in so many different ways. It's also a barn burner of an aria. Like, just, just imagine for a second. Like, this opera aria, you walk on stage and you sing this beast of a piece that, uh, you know, if a, compo- a lot of composers, they give the harder and higher arias towards the end of the show because by then the singer has warmed up if they weren't already fully warmed up. Uh, when they start the show, but this is like, okay, we need fourth quarter, one minute to go to win this game. That's the kind of form that you need to be in, unless you're just one of those singers who's just a really high baritone and this just is in your wheelhouse. And, uh, but man, it's, it's a lot of fun to sing when you do it well and a real slog when you don't. Um, and it's really fun to listen to as well. Now, um, basically Figaro, he comes on, he's like, look, I'm, I'm kind of the do everything dude. I do all these different things. I cut hair, of course, cause I'm a barber. Um, and basically everybody wants me for all these different things. Um, the person singing this is one of my favorites these days of the lyric baritone, which is kind of like a, a basic kind of middle of the road to lighter baritone. His name is Lucas Meacham. Um, he's an American opera singer, but anyway, so this is his rendition of Figaro's aria from the Barber of Seville, Largo al Factotum. The second one that probably everybody already knows, but if you don't, you will recognize it, comes from Bizet's Carmen. Carmen is one of the most performed operas every year. There's lots of music in there that is in commercials, and it's referenced all over the place. It's not just this one specifically that I'm going to talk about. Um, And this, of course, is the Torreador song. And so Escamillo, who is the bullfighter, he comes out, and he toasts everybody in the town. And he basically describes what it's like to be 
a bullfighter and how dangerous it is and how dark eyes are watching you. But you know what? There's always love at the end if you survive. Because, you know, Toreadors, you, you can't be faint of heart and be a Toreador. Because at any moment, you could be gorded by this thing and die in front of literally everybody. So it, it's, it's a little dangerous. This is Ildebrando d'Arcangelo with the Toreador song from Carmen. <laughs> The next category when I was trying to figure out like the top whatever, I was even kind of doing it as superlatives or like a an um a Grammys award kind of thing where these are the ones they were nominated for most beautiful in the category of operatic baritone arias. <laughs> um, and so I have four of them on here. I thought about even doing like honorable mentions. I'm like, no, I'm just going to give you some really beautiful ones. This first one, I would argue, is the most beautiful baritone aria ever written and the most tragic part of this aria is that it is in an unknown show basically by a relatively unknown 20th century composer uh which is Korngold and this is from Die Tote Stadt or the Dead City this is uh the Tanzlied and in this scene Fritz um who is a member of an opera like troupe that's like traveling and all this stuff he sings this nostalgic song about this lover who he met on the Rhine and they were dancing in the night and he looked into her blue eyes. And, but at the end of the day, he didn't end up with her. And that was his fate. This is Thomas Hampson. This is Mein Zähnen, Mein Venen, or the Tanzlied from Die Tote Stadt. comes from Tchaikovsky's 
Peak Dom or the Queen of Spades. And this is Prince Yaletsky. He is talking with his fiance Lisa. And she's got something going on. And he knows something is going on. He doesn't know what yet. But either way, he pours out his heart to her about how he feels. And uh, the thing I love about this piece, aside from its beauty, and especially in this rendition of it, which is Dmitry Havorostovsky, the late and great Dmitry Havorostovsky, um, his legato line or like just holding out notes and having that just sound just pour out like, you know, chocolate out of a fondue thing. It's just incredible. It's like, I don't know what Lisa's going through, but if I was her, I would be like, okay, Dima, I'm yours. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this is Yavas Lublu, which means I love you in Russian. And this is from Peak Dom. switch categories here like i said we're often the bad guy right well let's go and let's get our bad boy on here um one of the most notorious bad boys baritone wise in the operatic literature of course as i mentioned kind of earlier is don giovanni don giovanni we've talked about that show a lot on this suffice it to say don giovanni is a serial ladies man who ends up getting his comeuppets at the end of the show in this scene he is trying to lure out a former lover's servant. He's trying to get her to come to the window. And so he's seen, De vieni alla finestra, o mio tesoro. So come out to the window, my treasure, and console me in my pain. Depending on how you want to play it, it's either ridiculous or sad, or it could just also be sexy, of course. Um, and it's a very short aria, but it's... It's really fun to sing. And this is Gerald Finley, who's my favorite Canadian baritone. This guy, oh man, I can't get enough of him. Um, I mean, a lot of these people that I'm playing you in this play, or that are playing on this playlist are some of my favorite singers, don't get me wrong. But Gerald Finley, oh, so good. So this is De Vieni alla Finestra from Mozart's Don Giovanni. Vieni alla finestra, 
Next, one of the big bad boys is, of course, Baron Scarpia in Puccini's Tosca. Now, in this scene, Tosca, who Scarpia is in love with, she leaves with she leaves after Scarpia tells her that her lover, who is um, Cavaradossi, um, that Cavaradossi has been messing around with Marchesa Atavanti. Ooh, which of course is a lie because Scarpia is a, a D-bag. Um, so Scarpia sends his secret police to follow Tosca. Now, then once they're once she's gone, he's and he's in like the the courtyard. I th- or I can't remember if he's in the courtyard or the church when he sings this, but anyway, he must be in the church because what ends up happening is he gets surrounded by a bunch of church members singing the Te Deum, which, of course, is praising God. Meanwhile, we have Scarpia, Dushimus Prime, who is singing about having Tosca in his arms and, like, the love and all this stuff, while also killing Cavaradossi. So, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a real stand-up dude. Um, <laughs> and this, of course, is, I would argue... One of the greatest dramatic baritones of all time, at least in the 20th century. And this is Cheryl Milnes uh, singing the Te... We call it the Te Deum amongst our baritone brethren. But this is Va Tosca, um, or Go Tosca. Nel tuo cuore sanina scarpia. So in your heart is going to be scarpia. mentioned before i went online and i talked to some of my friends i did some polls and all this stuff trying to figure out okay what are some uh what are the ones that are the most fun to sing or act or whatever 
And so I have a list of those. And uh, yeah, I even have one kind of, if I have an honorable mention in this uh, uh, whole list of things, there's one in here. So let's start with the prologue from Ipagliacci. So this is Tonio. He is the uh, clown, you know, and he opens the show with the prologue, right? And he's like, okay, so I got something to promise you guys. This is not going to be play acting. This is real life, y'all. It's real life. And this is Reginald Smith Jr. He's an American baritone. And this comes from a singing competition. I can't think of which one. I think it's Cardiff Singer of the World. I may be wrong on that. You'll eventually see in the uh, playlist. Uh, but he's a great, great uh, American singer. Young, young-ish. I mean, young. He's probably in his 30s. Um which is, well, young for the, the big stages uh, in opera. But anyway, this is Sipo, Sipo, Signore, Signori, Scusatemi. You know, oh, excuse me. I didn't know you were there. Kind of like what I was doing earlier in this, this uh, episode. But anyway, this is a great piece. that there are going to be some in here that you may not know. And this is going to be one of them. Uh, if you're one of those opera aficionados or in the biz. This comes from... Okay, let me back up. One of the reasons why you may not know is because technically it's not an opera. Um, but it's from a secular cantata. Cantatas traditionally are religious in nature. Um, but composers like Bach, and in this case Telemann... Um, they did write some that are not uh, sacred music. So this is one of them. This is Pimpinone. And basically, Pimpinone is this uh, secular cantata between Pimpinone and Vespetta. And Vespetta is really overbearing, like the worst. Like if you can imagine uh, a woman being the worst, that's Vespetta. And so this is towards the end of the show. And Pimpinone is mocking her because of how overbearing she is. And, um, and he's mocking her like when she goes and meets her friends. 
and because he knows that she's just going to go there and complain and gossip about him and then also all the different games that she and other women play. And so this is So Quelque Sidice from Pimpanone by Telemann. And this is a uh, from the Haymarket Opera, which is in Chicago, and it focuses actually on Baroque music. So uh, this is a really fun um, rendition here. This is Ryan DeRaika. Uh, and so, yeah, so qual que si dice. Il altra risponde. Grande stiocchiere, prendete con mano, le sigo da me. Grande stiocchiere, prendete con mano, le sigo da me. Voleva anche il Dio. Ma lo vedi in carico di fare le mani, trovate i segreti, i segreti. Io dico di sì, no, no, sì. And last but not least, this is the message that I give to everyone tonight or today or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. And that is, despite what many people think, that only sopranos and tenors get the best stuff, which there's some argument there that maybe if you're looking at proportionality, okay, fine, when it comes to the best music and arias. That's not to say, though, that baritones don't get our fair share. And this art song, not an opera aria, but it quotes a lot of operatic repertoire, uh, I think kind of proves that, even though in the end, tenors may still win. So this is Ben Moore's I'm Glad I'm Not a Tenor. And it really, as a baritone, it is not only hysterical, but it is every feeling that I think at some point in your career or in your studies, um, many baritones feel. And this is American baritone Shay Owens, uh, singing at the National Opera Center, uh, well, I guess many years ago now at this point, because I've been watching this thing for years. Um, so this is I'm Glad I'm Not a Tenor. I'm glad I'm not a tenor For anyone can see They're Philistines and drama queens And rarely over five foot three <laughs> All right, that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this introduction into the baritone voice, baritone repertoire, kind of what baritones in general are all about on the operatic stage. Let me know your thoughts. I'm sure there are many things in there that I didn't include that some people might... uh, want me to include again this is more of a not an exhaustive list but just a good a good starting point and if you plug in to the youtube page of ours opera unbound um not only will you get that list but you'll be able to check out different singers and the other links that pop up when you watch it right so go knock yourself out and uh 
enjoy the beauty and the power and the fun that that is the baritone voice. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. For more information about the podcast or for extras, check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash opera unbound. Ciao.